Playing the ukulele badly because this podcast is self-produced. Weird stuff has happened in the past and here I am to tell you about it. I guess. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Absurd Real History. Hello and welcome to Absurd Real History, the podcast where I find weird things and talk about weird things to various weird people. I am your host, Saoirse Cheney, and I am delighted to be joined by stand-up and sketch writer and performer, Corey Chagun. Hello, hello, Corey. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those days. <laughs> it's one of those days. It's, it's, it's been a year. It's been a year. It has been a year. Uh, so, Corey, this is kind of a, f- a first episode. Usually I talk about a singular event and go in it into detail. This time we more have like a broad theme and it's a list. So I'm going to go through different things. I think you're going to really respond to it. Today we are talking about animals in politics. (laughs) Oh God. Well, I love animals. (laughs) Are you aware of any uh, animal politicians? No. Like actual, hang on, hang on, hang on. Are these American? Most of them are. Yeah. Most of them are American. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is totally on brand. I feel the like- only elected ones are American. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like people have made animals mayors and like and things like that of towns. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Only in America, though. But there's been animals up for elections in other countries, but America's the only one that has actually made animals mayors. And fair enough, you know, <laughs> because yeah. they are better than people. People suck. I'm going to first talk about Yo-Yo. Oh, I'm also want to say I'm going to pronounce a lot of these town names and wrong. And I apologize. I tried to get help. I'll see if I can like, co- not correct you because it'll be a dickhead. But like, <laughs> if I know it, I'll tell you. Yeah, well, we're starting off talking about Brazil mainly. Okay, well, I won't know shit about that. <laughs> yeah, Brazil about <laughs> por- Portuguese pronunciations. Yeah, Brazil has like a history of like using animals as protest votes and various other things because their politics um I don't know if you know, but it's pretty messed up in Brazil at the moment. Um well, yeah, they elected somebody kind of like Trump. Yeah. As far as I know, so but they've always, you know, had, had issues with corrupt politicians and whatnot. In 1922 in the Brazilian town Fortaleza. Beautiful. In Syria. C-E-A-R-A accent. Uh, Local leaders proposed removing animals from the streets, which did not appeal to local residents. And also they didn't like other governmental ideas. So in an act of protest, Yo-Yo, who was a billy goat, was elected as city councillor. He wasn't an official candidate, but people wrote his name on the ballot sheet. Unfortunately, the bo- the votes were deemed as inadmissible, but the goat stayed a town celebrity and died of old age in 1931. And you can see him stuffed in the Museum of Sarah to this day. Oh. There you go. 1922, they just thought this goat wandering around, yo-yo. Oh, also, what a thing that I found interesting is that this area of Brazil is where most of Brazilian comics come from, and it's known for its humor. And they even have a museum of humor there. So. They should have just made the goat the damn counselor or whatever like they should have just done that because i feel like he'd have eaten the ballots maybe there's a maybe there's a lot more maybe there's some like voter fraud <laughs> yeah on his part he was eating ballots and that's why they couldn't count them there's a lot of goat mayors 
Um, goats, goats and dogs mainly. Um, electing animals as a protest vote is a continued pattern in Brazil. In 1959, someone decided that a four-year-old rhinoceros named Cacarico in Sao Paulo Zoo would make a better candidate than 540 others that were running for the city elections at the time, many of whom were corrupt or just plain rubbish. I'm sure, you know, politics, they're all scumbags. She won a landslide. She got roughly 100,000 ballots and the closest human candidate received just over 10,000 votes. Wow. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Of course, she was still rejected. But to this day, there's a voto cacarico is a Brazilian term used for a protest vote because of this little, little rhino. Oh, I love rhinos. They're so cute. They're very... Very cute. Uh, especially a little baby rhino. That like yeah. Um our last one for Brazil before we get into our, our long list of just the ridiculousness of America. Macaco Tio was a chimpanzee in the Rio de Janeiro Zoo. He earned quite a reputation in the 1980s for having a bad mood, which was essentially he would just throw his feces at people when they were like in the zoo. Oh god. Oh ew. <laughs> Yeah, so he did that at like a, he did that to like a politician and that like sparked a campaign to make him mayor of Rio de Janeiro in 1988 because everyone was delighted that he was like throwing his shit at shit politicians. On brand. On brand. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the campaign slogan was vote monkey, get monkey. He received 400,000 votes and came in third and holds a world record for most voted for chimps in a... Kim, eh. he, holds a world, he holds a world record for most voted for chimp in a campaign, which is weird that that's a, a category, that that's a record. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, how many more have come before? Like, <laughs> where are the rest of them? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess loads of chimps have been voted voted for before. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's, that's the start of it, I think. You know, Brazil really use it as like a protest vote because... You know, they really are having an awful time. But it's interesting that it's a tradition that started in the 1920s. You know, that's like almost 100 years ago. When was the first actual animal that was like put into office? Was it in Brazil? Like, well, the they, thing is, did they start it? It was never official. So these ones were just like, he, like it's only in America that they were like officially. Official. Yeah. But the first official one that I could find, which I'm about to tell you about now, was in 1938 in a little town called Milton in Washington State. Of course. That's my home state. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. You know Milton? I've never been there, no. Yeah. It's a very small town. I don't even think I know where it is. They're all small towns. So yeah, in 1938, the Republican Party met for their monthly meeting and they had to decide a candidate to put forward to represent... Milton at like a county level um only one candidate was put forward by the mayor Kenneth Simmons a one Mr Boston Curtis with no other candidate put forward he was elected 51 votes to zero despite people not knowing who or what he was Boston Curtis was a large brown mule Boston was then led to the local courthouse by the mayor and signed the nomination form with his hoof print in ink Oh, God. Okay, that's really cute. I'm sorry, I'm just visualizing this little, like, hoof. Um, (laughs) Did he, like, do it because he thought, like, he could get himself another term? Because 
surely an animal, but no, he walked him there. I'm just, I don't understand. <laughs> he was he was a Democrat and found the whole thing hilarious and had no problem telling the press about it. Essentially, it was engineered to shame the Republican Party as well as point out flaws in the voting system. Smart. Uh, and this was in 1938, bear in mind. I have a quote from him that he gave to the newspaper. It was a pretty mean trick to play on the mule, getting him into politics that way and making a fool of him. But at least Boston Curtis can congratulate himself on being no more of a donkey than the 51 Republicans who voted for him without taking the trouble to find out what he was. Burn. This is the mayor of the town, and, though. And a little, like, I mean, is that foreshadowing? I don't know. Like, am I going to get controversial on this? Maybe. Um. It's up to you. It's up to you how controversial you get. I mean... I'm not popular enough yet to worry. <laughs> I'll just say that I presented research and facts to some like Republican friends of my father's and they actually said to me, I don't have time to read or look into things. So, I mean, you can only lead a horse to water. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's a tradition that started by leading a donkey to a courthouse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go. I mean, I feel like, I feel like that's where it all began. Yeah. Uh, this one you're going to really like. I think. In 1981, Bosco Ramos, a large black Labrador Rottweiler mix, ended up becoming mayor of a small Californian town, Sunol. S-U-N-O-L. You heard of that? <laughs> Sunol. Yeah. I think it's it's near San Francisco. It's a little bit more um, east. Hmm. He beat the other two candidates, Paul Zeiss, and supposedly a man who went by Wolf. I don't know. <laughs> People go by that. There's a Wolf Wolf Blitzer, he's a commentator on in, um, CNN. Yeah, one of my one of my best friends is called Wolf. Shout out to you, Wolf Rowan. But it's just weird because I couldn't find his last name or even like that's all I found out about who he ran against was someone who was supposedly called. Like that's what I read in the article. So I'm like, maybe who knows what's going on. Uh, his owner Brad Lieber started a writing campaign as a joke to get his dog into office. And he received 75 of the 120 ballots cast, which that's, that's not a, I mean, there's only a thousand people in the town, just under a thousand people, but still, that's not a great turnout for mayor, 120 people. That's pretty, that's pretty terrible. Although like Americans are notoriously shite for voting. If the candidate is a dog for mayor, you're probably not a town that takes politics very seriously. Yeah, maybe not. (laughs) He still won 75 out of 120. Bosco's campaign for mayor had an unconventional platform claiming that dogs were people too. Their campaign even had a slogan, a bone in every dish, a cat in every tree, and a fire hydrant on every corner. Are you ready for this? You're going to love this yeah. story. He ran as a Republican. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Republican. Oh, God. He would go on to serve until his death in 1994. In his role as mayor, he led the annual Halloween parade, attended events and gatherings, and often showed up in his formal tuxedo to set events. His daily schedule often included hanging out in front of the local bar begging for treats and helping drunk patrons walk it off as they sobered up. He was usually left to his own devices during during the day, returning home after spending the day making sure his town was doing all right. Being, yeah, so he just kind of was left to wander around the town and there was a huge increase of black puppies in the area because they were just letting this uh, unneutered dog just run around town as mayor. 
<laughs> he, he often wore a red handkerchief around his neck. Oh. Just giving you visual imagery. He's like, so, like, I mean, slight tangent, but it just reminded me of something. So, my friend, she was doing, like, a calendar for, like, it was, like, an animal companions with, like, different, like, themed photos. I think it was, like, Christmas for, like, a fundraiser. And um, the Animal Law Society said that um, for they referred to like people as pet, like the pets as the animals as pets, and they said that that's offensive and implies ownership. <laughs> and I was like, "Hang on a minute! Yeah. Like, what have we gone too far?" Yeah, but I also think you need to go too far to find the right balance. I suppose you know. So it's like, maybe it's okay, we're going a bit too far and we'll rein it back eventually. You know, it's just the nature, you know, if you're trying to put on weight or lose weight, you got to lose or put on that little bit too much. So you know what the too much is and then you rein it back in. I guess, you know, yeah. Something like that. But yeah, there's, he made like world headlines. Basically, the rest of the world was kind of like, look at America electing dog mayors. It, then they used it as like an example of the failings of the American electoral process. So I think a few people were kind of embarrassed by it, but I think most of the town just kind of loved having their, their so dog mayor. So what I'm getting here is like, this has been going on obviously for years, that there is a flaw in the American voting system. And yet we still have the same voting system. <laughs> well, all of these are very small towns that actually have no power anyway. So it's kind of like, well, may as well have a dog because, you know, the mayor can't really do anything anyway. You know, yeah, I'd said to you before, the population was less than a thousand for like a whole town. Yeah, but. And that's um, the theme there. Yeah. In 1999, Bosco's Bones and Brew opened up, which is like a bar celebrating his legacy, I guess. And they have a special beer tap, which is like a life-size stuffed replica of Bosco. And the bartenders like pull up his hind leg, so it's like the dog is peeing beer into drinks. That's unsettling. Yeah, like <laughs> it's. Been- I suppose I would. I suppose I would if I were there. If, if you I were there, like, you tra- would. I, I went all the way there. I yeah, you would. You just you would. It's a weird thing to think of, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On December nineteenth, two thousand and eight, the town erected a statue in honor of their dog mayor. The statue was made by Lena Turich, a Russian artist. And it's near the post office. If you're ever in Sun Hill, California, and you want to get a beer of dog piss. I, I'm i there. Our next one also involves beer. Bring it on. Uh, bring it on. Uh, have you ever heard of... You probably... See this thing. You're not going to have heard... As an American, you're not going to have heard of any of these towns. But I feel like it brought me... You know, it's really had me thinking about America. I think the only small... Like, I don't know. I know some small towns just because my family are from really tiny towns in like all across the US. There's one in particular. Have you ever been to Weed, California? No. Yeah, there's a town called Weed. Yeah, I think I've heard of it. I think people just go to get a picture by the sign and then, <laughs> and then Yeah, and weed. probably smoke a joint, but it's a thing. Good time. Uh we're talking about Lajitas in Texas. Oh. It's right by the border. It's essentially a ghost town with hardly any residents. It was deserted after a failed mercury mine, which I never really thought of mercury mines. It was obviously before they knew the danger. I don't really think you mine mercury in the way that this was set up anymore because it's, you know, 
very dangerous. I never thought of Mercury as something to be mined. Yeah, it was. There was a very short-lived Mercury mine boom before they realized that this is poisoning everyone. <laughs> this, is, this is not the dream, guys. This isn't the gold rush. It's not the same. <laughs> yeah. So in the 1980s, an election was held by a wealthy Texan and the guy who owned the town, Walter Misch. Misher for mayor so he just set up because he's I just love this idea of just like America being a place that if you're rich enough you can just I'm gonna do it an election <laughs> if this tiny town that isn't really a town that's accurate like yeah. <laughs> if you're rich enough you can do what you want <laughs> yeah so this election in the 1980s for this essentially a ghost town um, I think he it belongs to someone else now uh, but it featured only one human, a trading post wooden Native American, a dog named Buster, and a beer-guzzling ghost named Clay Henry. A ghost? A goat. Oh. <laughs> a ghost. I'd love a, if a ghost was, was mayor like, a of a beer ghost A beer-guzzling ghost is a mayor of a ghost? That's perfect. Like- <laughs> I know. No, he's a ghost. Okay. Yeah, a goat one. Beer-guzzling as well. He was known to drink 40 beers a day. How did they discover that? Like, how did they, they just give it to him? Or did, like, one one day he just, like, hopped over the bar? Because, you know, goats can jump like that? Like, Well, apparently he had earned a reputation before the election of just, like, wandering around and, like, stealing people's beers. And then people were just feeding him. He proper guzzles them. Like, you feed... Like, I, there's loads of videos on YouTube. They're very disturbing. Of just, like, them giving him a beer and he's just, like, guzzles it. Like... Downs it. So if he were in Ireland, he'd be hated then, because he wouldn't be buying the rounds or whatever. Yeah, that was a really dumb joke. <laughs> but yeah, so Clay Henry won this beer guzzling drunk goat. His descendants are known to have a lesser tolerance. Uh, they're on. They are on their third goat mayor, all called Clay Henry. So we're on Clay Henry the third. Oh gee, you can still go and feed him a drink. I think. Oh God. <laughs> Yeah, people just like would go and visit him in this like little pen and be like, it's the mayor. And people would just travel to this tiny town just to see the goat mayor and feed him a beer. What a life. I was reading on like the National Park Reservation website of Lajitas and they just said at like the end that like Clay Henry III is in rehab now. And this was in 2008 and there's been no follow up, but I've seen video. The most recent video I saw was like three years ago of someone feeding goat a beer so i don't really know what what that means <laughs> so you, in rehab just for alcoholism or rehab for yeah i think it was just a joke but i'm also kind of like maybe you should stop feeding the goat beer feed. it just seems so outdated it's like you know in dublin zoo they used to have the chimp smoking cigarettes and then uh they realized that that was you know wrong cancerous yeah know. so they stopped you know i'm glad zoos have gotten better <laughs> yeah. all I'll say. You know, the treatment of animals overall, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, it, just, it just seems so bizarre to me that, like, in present day, Texas fascinates me, you know? Just this, I think, the view that we get of America is, like, the cosmopolitan life that I think a lot of, particularly Irish people, forget the vastness of, you know, and the kind of mental state of, like, the South, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's definitely different. Um, every state is almost like a different country. Yeah. Because like you just said, like every state has their own, they have different laws. Like now it's national, but like the drinking age was different state by state. 
before they made it, you know, a national law. Like my dad would like hop state lines because he could go drink in Montana, but not North Dakota, you know. But yeah, it's just mad that that's a present day thing of people feeding like loads of uh, beer to a goat. <laughs> and like, does he just, and what happened? I have so many questions about like how goats process alcohol, like, and how they get drunk. Like, <laughs> do they? They must get drunk. Do they? I assume that's why he likes it. Yeah. Do they stumble around, or, or are they just like grand and like you could give them a sobriety test and you wouldn't even know? I'm pretty like, sure they get drunk. They must get drunk. But you never saw any YouTube videos of him like falling over. Not falling over, but I mean, he can drunk. handle his drink, like you know. Man, what a legend! Yeah. I came across, when researching this story, one of the best headlines I think I've ever seen in my entire life from 2002 in the UK Independent about our play Henry III. You're not ready for this. Uh, All right, lay it on me. Alcoholic goat mayor is castrated by cowboy. What? (laughs) Yeah. So basically... Sorry, there are a lot of things going on there. (laughs) I know. It's like, which one do you focus on? The alcoholic goats? The fact that the goat's mayor, castration, cowboy? But it all forms this beautiful... Like, was there... What Did they, like, have a duel at 10 paces and then he lost his junk? Like, what's going on? Like, Well, okay, essentially, this guy, he, Jim Bob. His name was Jim Bob. No, is, no. Yeah, Jim no, Bob. Canceled his name. No, his name is not Jim Bob. We're not doing that. Like, That's his name. That's his name is Jim Bob. Jim Bob... Hargrove he can be Jim Hargrove he's Jim Bob it it, it really paints the picture like (laughs) my country is ridiculous no that no one is going no there are no Jim Bobs I'm not having it like (laughs) no his name's Jim Bob (laughs) so the sale of alcohol is illegal in that region on a Sunday and Jim Bob got real angry when someone took like took his beer and fed it to the goat because he was like thinking this goat's a it's wasting beer and b why should the goat be allowed to drink on a sunday but i can't um so he was jealous of the goat according to the local officials either way he didn't think it was fair that this goat mayor could was wasting all this alcohol and get access to it when he couldn't night he attacked and castrated clay henry the third and was charged for animal cruelty uh, a maid cleaning the house where Jim Bob was staying found one of Clay Henry's testicles in a refrigerator. Because that's where you put it. Only one. So and only one. To the other testicle. Yeah. Goats have two testicles, right? That's basic. I mean, that's a that's a reasonable reaction. <laughs> I mean, you know, when, yeah, I I chop some balls off for that. For you're just je- being jealous of a goat drinking beer. Yeah. How low is your self esteem? Yeah. that's fair you're jealous of the goat (laughs) this goat gets to drink beer good news is goat's fine he just can't reproduce and you know maybe it's a good thing he was castrated i don't know we obviously it's funny because we can say kids because they are called kids but like um (laughs) like so he obviously had kids no no this is clay henry the third Oh, sorry. So this is the current one. I don't know if he had any kids yet already. I, there's so many Clay Henrys. I'm sorry. I got them all mixed up. 
So Clay Henry, the, third, oh, the lineage might be broken. Well, there is some speculation as to whether Clay Henry the third is really related to Clay Henry the the second. It's a, it's a bit <gasps> kind of like, are they just saying it? Scandal. What's even more scandalous is Clay Henry the second killed Clay Henry the first, his own father, over a woman goat, a nanny as they're called. They were both drunk and like hoardy and wanted the same woman and he killed his own father and became mayor i relate to that to being a goat mayor or being an alcoholic or murdering your father in a drunken rage all of it um <laughs> it just reminds me of the time i think i was telling you this never mind i <laughs> Oh, no, I was just going to tell you about the time my mom kissed my friend <laughs> at a party that I wasn't even at. It just reminded me of that. I don't know why. Oh, it, 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 I totally know why. It makes sense. My mom doesn't look like a goat. No, but there's that, that Oedipedial rage in you. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. We, like, we didn't want the same friend. Like, I did not want to date my friend Mark. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Now we have Stubbs is uh is another is another uh, animal mayor. In 1997, a little orange kitten was elected mayor of Talkeetna, Alaska, where he stayed mayor until his death at age 20 three years ago, in 2017. He drank water out of a margarita glass with catnip in it every single day. Okay, so <laughs> one. This is very traumatic for me because I was attacked like every day by an orange cat in my childhood. Like my mom would like go for runs, but like I'd walk like beside her and then I'd get to a certain point in the neighborhood and then she'd run down and then like run back and I could always see her. But this orange cat would come out of nowhere and fuck me up. Like that's so weird for a cat to be aggressive like that. Like usually cats are kind of more running away or like. He just, like, would come over, like, rub on my legs, and then just, like, beat the shit out of me. Oh. Aww. Like a boxing cat. Yeah. It was so bizarre. Yeah, this image. Although, this, do- this cat does earn points for drinking margs. Well, water. But I just think it's gas. Like, a proper, like, kind of margarita glass with catnip in it. Like, every single, just lick. Oh, it's gas. And also, he was called Stubbs because he didn't have a tail. He was found in an unwanted cat litter. So yeah, again, similar before, local residents were unhappy with their human candidates and decided to write him in the ballot. That's the story that was told. But as far as I was aware, there were no other candidates running. So, fuck it, throw the cat in. Well, it's such a small, yeah, it's such a small town. It's not even a proper town. It's a historic district. So they no, can't they really have do a mayor, shit. but people seem, yeah, people seem to love the cat and its tiny town. So people were just kind of happy to keep him as mayor. And it attracted loads of tourists on their way to like bigger towns in Alaska. Um, Yeah, most people who visited, they just come in and be like, let's see the cat mayor. Attraction. Yeah, there's another cat mayor now, Denali, uh, to replace Stubbs, but I don't think it's official. There was no vote. So there's a few more elected ones yeah. and I didn't bother writing about them because I was going to it, I researched it and honestly, Corey, it's the same story over and over again. Small, insignificant town in America, not or not happy, puts animals mayor, but I'll just go through them. These are all the ones that I could find that were legitimately serving as mayors. 
ignoring the ridiculously large list of campaigns to get animals to be mayors. It's a very long list, but the ones that served in, in 2014, the town of Idlewild, Idlewild, yeah, in California, elected a golden retriever named Max as mayor for life. Oh, sorry, you just get me going, oh. I know, doggy. (laughs) This podcast is just Corey going, oh, God, oh, oh, how cute. That one's a good one, actually, because it was used to raise money for an animal rescue center, the whole kind of thing. So here I go again. (laughs) Another dog mayor for you in 2014 again, which is the year of the dog, I guess. Duke the dog became a mayor of Cormorant in Minnesota. In 2018, a cat named Sweet Tart was elected mayor of Omina, Michigan. Sweet Tart. Yeah. In 2019, a Nubian goat named Lincoln was elected mayor of Fairhaven in Vermont, defeating a Samoyed dog named Sammy by only two votes. Wow. Two votes. Yeah. I demand a recount. <laughs> there's a there's a tiny unofficial town named Rabbit Hash in Kentucky that has a population of just over 300, and all of their mayors have been dogs. Uh, I, it's just here I go. Yeah. <laughs> Just the running thing. But yeah, and as I was saying at the start, as far as I'm aware, America is the only real country that elected animals as mayors. Yeah, in I real in air quotes. Um. (laughs) No, it is a real country. I I, yeah, it is a real country. I just say real country because next I'm going to talk about a micronation, which I don't know if you listened to that episode I did with Shiva. I know about micronations. It's so fascinating. Yeah, so I won't go into too much, but there's a micronation called Wagagamonana. It's in the North Island of New Zealand. And in 1989, they declared independency because essentially they redrew the region lines, which meant that they would be in the territory of their rival rugby team. And New Zealand, they're big for rugby. And they they refused to be, and I quote, man wangers, which is what they call the... you know, that rugby team, that is that region. So they became the Republic of Wagagamonana and announced it Republic Day. Every other summer, they hold their election on the day. Loads of tourists flock to the town. Um, So yeah, in 1999, they declared Billy Gumboot a goat mayor. And you'll be happy about this. There was speculation that he cheated because he ate the ballots. (gasps) I knew it had to happen at some point. (laughs) Yeah. Allegedly, I should say this is all allegedly. He died after serving office for 18 months and was followed by Ty the Poodle, which was a black little poodle. And he even wore a little official mayoral coat, just so you have the stage picture, you know, in your head. Little black poodle in a little mayor coat. A little, a little poodle in a little coat. <laughs> yeah, barking in a cool New Zealand accent. Um, barking, he was, but in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. He was attacked by a bigger, scarier dog and survived, but was deemed unfit for service. And some speculate it was an assassination attempt. But Wait. again, like all micronations, all most of this is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> you have to hang on. Back up. So who assassin who tried to assassinate who now? No one really tried to assassinate anyone. Even the oh. guy that started, it was just because like he was attacked and they're like, they weren't happy. So it was an assassination attempt. Like the great, ma- like all great presidents. They needed to like up the drama. Yeah, I should say that these weren't mayors. These were presidents. St- which well, is even, yeah. Then, it, then it's assassination. Yeah. But 
I guess, yeah, you got to up the drama. There's not much going on in a micronation. Let's be real. Like, it's just hard to know how much of it is a joke. Um, there's some that take themselves far too seriously and some that are kind of just lean into it. That's that. Have you heard of the official monster raving loony party? Uh, no. It's an officially registered UK political party formed in 1982. And they essentially put forward ridiculous policies and electoral candidates to like, so people to have as protest votes. They have Lord Buckethead, which is kind of like a Darth Vader. Oh, yeah. yeah. Heard of him? We got one of those in America. His name is Vermin Supreme. <laughs> and he promises unicorns for all. And he wears like a old boot on top of his head. Yeah, it's, it's very funny, though, because when they were doing like the elections in 2017, like there's like footage of Lord Buckethead standing beside Theresa May. Because <laughs> 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 they have to kind of have them forward as like proper. Yeah. Oh, it's hilarious. So they have these ridiculous policies, but some of their like some of their loony manifestos have actually became law, such as passports for pets, which is one of the things they campaign for uh, getting rid of dog licenses which is not a thing in the UK anymore and all day pub openings. So I found the dog license some of their thing weird when I moved here. Cause I have a dog. Yeah. I have a little Yorkie and she's so cute. I had to get a dog license for her. And I was like, what is a dog license? What does this mean? Like what? Cause obviously we don't do that in America. Is it not a no. thing in the States? Not in my now. I could, there other States could have it. I have no idea. But as far as I know, we don't have it. Washington, Oregon don't have it. I know. I think it's a good thing. I don't know that much about dog licenses because you don't need cat licenses. Do you think it's... But it's just to make sure that you're like not going to be an asshole, right? To your to your dog. Or just like responsibility that you're going to for like walking or... I don't know. I don't think yeah. so. It just seems like if it's like... It seems like it's like a second offense or something. Like if a guard like pulls you on something and then if they want to pull you on something else, then they could pick out your dog license maybe. And that's just like another offense if you don't have it renewed or whatever. Do you think any of these mares had to be microchipped? I mean, they're all in such small, tiny towns that I think like, you know, those kind of towns where everyone knows everyone. Yeah. Definitely not the goats. Definitely not the bear gosling goats were microchipped. There definitely weren't. (laughs) <laughs> on a drunken wandering and like you're like where is our mayor where is our leader he's in, a, he's in a pen i should say going back to to him his body is stuffed like the first clay henry's body is stuffed within the position of gosling a beer in the local bar of course it is so you can just go in and still see him and be i like, would expect nothing else from my fine country of origin i'll tell you about a weird pet law that i thought was weird is in Chicago, I found out that it's illegal to have outdoor cats. Like just strictly outdoor? No, like either, like if you own a cat, it has to be an indoor cat. Really? Because I was wondering why I like wasn't really seeing that many cats around the place. And mo- like most people have dogs in Chicago. Yeah, it's, it's a city that, that doesn't like cats. Yeah. Because, like, I know people, like, declaw their cats and they have to stay inside, which I think is so awful. Oh, that's so gross. It's so awful. I didn't know that was a thing until I had an American over and she asked if my cat was declawed. And I was, like, shocked. I was, like, what are you talking about? flipping way. Especially for cats, they're very defensive animals and their claws are, like, part of who they are. Uh, But speaking of cats, the Monster Raving Looney Party 
following the death of their founder, Screaming Lord Such, in 1999, named Cat Mando joint leader of the political party with his owner, Howling Lord Hope. So it was a political party that was uh, joint led by a cat. And he was a very beautiful, long-haired, white and orange cat who unfortunately was hit by a car and passed away in, two- mm. in 2002. Uh, he was 17 though, so he lived a long life. His owner stayed on as the party's leader and still is to this day. After the cat's death, the party proposed that there should be cat crossings at all major roads and Cat Mondo is officially the only cat to serve as a leader of a political party. Very good. How could you manage a cat crossing? Like, do gates come out? Like, I want to know what this entails because, like, I don't know if you've ever tried herding a group of cats. It's impossible. Much like drunk people in the night. I definitely have tried herding a group of cats. Oregon actually have, like, animal bridges and stuff built over, like, freeways with, like, greenery. That's so cool. I don't know how successful it is. Because, again, like, you have a deer. Is it going to use the bridge? I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. You'd hope so. So, yeah, the, the official monster raving loony party are very funny just for the images of Lord Buckethead next to Theresa May. Sometimes I feel these protest votes are kind of wasted. But I did like their Brexit proposal, which was to send Noel Edmonds to negotiate Brexit because he understands deal or no deal. Which I realize is a reference that's probably lost on you. <laughs> Is he a host of Deal or No Deal? Deal or No Deal is, I, I love it. He's the host. Uh, Deal or No Deal is very different. The UK one is very different than the American one. The American one upsets me because it's just not the same. So f- the American Deal or No Deal is just like pretty models like with briefcases. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas the Irish one, it's just Noel Edmonds. He's just kind of lovely. Just having a chat with a regular guy. And everyone that's holding the boxes are just kind of like regular people. And they're just like, oh, best of luck. Hope you get the money for the, <laughs> for, the, for the house and your new kids. It's just like regular Brits. Like, and, and it makes it really tense and tender. Whereas like I watched, the, I remember I watched the American one. That is very Irish. And I was, it was just so boring um, because I was like, I don't care about your life story. And like, it, it, it was just, it's and so, these, so wholesome. Those models don't care either. Let's be real. Yeah. Like those models aren't like, care. oh Jesus, oh, Jesus, I hope you get it. But it's just like it's just cute. Like you should watch the British No Deal. Eh, the British Deal or No Deal. But uh yeah. So our last uh, animal in politics animal that I'm going to say, talk about, because I will say, there are so many campaigns, um, you know. But this one I, I quite like is Sussy, the Dashid. I love Dashids. Oh yeah. So saucy, which is French for sausages, <laughs> uh, was a brown dasher that was adopted from a rescue center after being found in a dumpster as a puppy. So he's a little rescue doggy. No, these some of these stories are kind of break my heart. <laughs> no, saucy, saucy has such a such a lovely ending though. He was adopted by a writer, Serge. Oh my God, French. Serge Scotto. So in Marseille, he would go on to star in his owner's detective books and became a local celebrity. So he was writing these detective books with his little dog, Saucy, running around in them. Just cute. See, like, here I go again. Like, all I, all's I got for you is, oh! <laughs> no funnies, just... I have awesome. no funnies, just, oh! It just hits home, just because I of, of, of my 
dog who is my child. I love her. She is my child. In 2001, he ran for mayor of Marseille with the slogan, for a more human society. So that's like a pun because it's like saucy, society. Like it works in French. It works better in French. Because it's like society, saucy society. Yeah, it's funny. It's it's a good pun. It's cute. It's good. We yeah. like it. It's just just as good as Republican, if not better. Yeah. So unfortunately, saucy didn't win. He did come sixth, though. Bullshit. Yeah. What I think is funny though is in two thousand nine, he star he starred as a housemate for a reality show called Secret Story. Which is essentially the French version of Big Brother, but the housemates all have a secret they have to guess. So they just brought in this dog and his secret was that he ran for office, but they changed his name to Secret instead of Saucy. But like, how are you meant to guess that from like, dog, you can't play these mind games. Like, how does a dog give anything away? Yeah. And also like, thanks for the name change. Like, oh, it's just a code name while I was in there. Because if oh, they okay. they might have heard of him, you know, and been like, oh, Saucy, that's that dog from that detective book that ran for mayor, you know? They were worried yeah, the name would give him away. It was just while he was in the house. Did he actually, like, go by it? Like, did he actually respond to it? Don't know if he, he responded. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty pretty close. I say he was a lovely, lovely dog. No one guessed his secret, anyway. His secret was undiscovered. <laughs> And he left the house. I don't think he was a permanent member like the other the other ones were. I just thought, oh, I just think that's so funny that there's this, it's just, you know, it's a real rags to riches story. You know, this little puppy found in a dumpster, went on to star in a detective series, went on to um, run for mayor and then went to be a celebrity for reality, a reality TV celebrity. I mean, look, there have been US presidents who have gone along a similar route. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the money he won from the show as well um was donated to uh animal shelter, which is also a fr- like a local animal shelter. He's doing he's doing the good um, work. Yeah, unfortunately he did pass away in 2014, but he lived to a ripe old age of 16, which is pretty yeah. good for Dashits. That's so pretty good. He did good. He did good. And he has a park named after him as well in in Marcel Marseille. <sighs> I'm going to that park. Saucy's Saucy's yeah. breaking my heart. So that's Saucy 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 Saucy. So that's it. That's all I have on uh, animals and politics. As said, there's loads of them. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. Uh, especially we were talking about those satirical parties. They always loads of them. It's not uncommon to have animals in politics. I think it's interesting that in like a lot most of them and a lot of them are in Brazil and a good few in South America as well used really as like a political campaign to be like oh our leaders are so bad we'd honestly rather have this goat or this rhino than you mm-hmm. but in America it's like I was shocked at how many cats and dogs and mayors that were were running so yeah, did you know? Did you know that there were so many animal mayors in America? I didn't know there were this many, <laughs> but I knew that there were some. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure all of the ones I talked about are the only in America, even the ones I briefly mentioned at the end, are the only ones that were elected, genuinely mayors. 
but there was a lot and a lot of animal campaigns that came close. Um, even in other countries as well, it's it's been a thing to try and get an animal in politics. There's really funny Wikipedia articles of just like non-human electoral candidates. What is the weirdest one you came across? They might not have won, but what was the strangest animal that was like up for mayor or up for like an election of some kind or are they all just mostly dogs and goats uh, there was a crawfish yes this is this is it where was this mm, do you I remember think louisiana that would make sense <laughs> yeah and i think it was like yeah it was crawfish b crawfish first name crawfish second name crawfish <laughs> yes i know yeah. there there was a campaign a few years ago to try and get our dustin the turkey which is yes yeah i love justin yeah there's a lot of lot of weird a lot of weird ones out there there was also again i didn't talk about this because it's not an animal in politics in like the 60s a foot powder won the votes of mayor in ecuador what (laughs) a foot powder like just it was all an it was all an advertising campaign for athletes but it did quite well Foot powder shall be mayor. Yeah, of a of a small like of a of a town in Ecuador somewhere. So yeah, it's not an animal, but it's it's a weird one. People are weird. Like, how do we get? How did we get there? Like, that's what I want to know. How did we get to the foot powder? Well, this was in the sixties, so this is like a long time ago. I think. Yeah, I just know. I just want to know the thought process. Like, what exactly? Like, I know you say it was an ad campaign, but still, like, how did we get there? What was going on in the old noggins knocking around? Like, what was? I think that as long as there has been politics, there's always been a kind of protest vote kind of thing, and the natural conclusion is just kind of like animals or weird things. And I do, I do love the idea of a little cat mayor drinking out of a margarita glass look margs are wonderful and that cat knows what's up fortunately they're they're passed away they're passed away so yeah that's uh animals in politics animals in politics oh even yeah 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 do you want to plug your plug your stuff plug your everything Sure. You mean I'm on the Twitter machine. I'm on the Instagram. I am ashamed to say I have a TikTok, but all of my names are Corey Shagun. It's K-O-R-I-S-C-H-A-G-U-N-N. Woo! Woo! As always, I've been Saoirse Shanae. You can find me at Saoirse Ball on Twitter or email at absurdrealhistory at gmail.com if you want to talk about specifics of the podcast if I got facts wrong if you have podcast ideas or you can follow Scream for Ireland the theatre company that this is uh, produced by and all the socials that would be sweet as well we're still a new podcast so if you've been enjoying it do let people know about it uh, because it's a lot of fun to do and yeah hope everyone's staying safe and having fun as best as they can uh, animals Woo. animals Aww. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I will say I was not insp- I have little cat ties so I was inspired to 
uh, put cat ties on my cats and just have them wandering around being fancy because there is just something so adorable about all these dogs with like just Bosco in his tuxedo just wandering like going to these fancy going to the event local town events 